0: Welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast for your wedding planning process. I'm your host, Leah Longbreak. We know how exciting and stressful planning the big day can be, and we're here to help, providing you with information and advice from industry insiders and those with firsthand experience. From choosing your cuisine to the details in between, our guest, Trisha Coyne, owner of Coin Catering, will share her sage advice. Tricia has been in the business for over 30 years, and Coin Catering is a multi winner of the Knots Best of Weddings and Wedding Wire's Couples Choice Award. I'm so excited to talk all things catering with you today.
1: That's great. Thank you for having
0: me. So, you've been in the business now for 30, 30 plus years.
1: 34 years. Yep. It's my family business. Yeah.
0: It's incredible. So tell us a little bit about Coin Catering for those that aren't familiar.
1: Coin Catering is a family-owned and operated catering business. We are the exclusive caterers at St. Demetrius Cultural Hall in Rocky River. We are also preferred caterers at several other venues in the Cleveland area. We go and cater anywhere, but we do do the most of our work at St. Demetrius.
0: And like I mentioned in the open, you are a multi award winner with Wedding Wires Couples Choice and The Knot with their Best of Weddings.
1: Yeah, we are. We've been very lucky. I have uh, the best couples, and I have the best staff support, which is exactly why we have been able to win those awards.
0: Well, it's incredible. So let's get started with discussing. You know, a lot of couples when they're looking to start planning the reception the food in particular, Um, you know, they may have different ideas in their head of what they want to do based off of a theme or their cultural heritage off of, you know, the time of year, what's, what's available. But correct me if I'm wrong, it really comes down to also the venue. Cause if you do like a, like a St. Demetrius or like a a, a ballroom at a hotel versus like a DIY art gallery, you're going to have different offerings.
1: Absolutely. I think most caterers are like me, they have a basic menu and then they have suggestions, ideas, different things that work and they also see what the couple wants, what's their vibe, and if you're a good caterer, you can have you can accommodate them for their different things. And that's how you survive in this business.
0: So couples don't have to necessarily stick to the menu that they're presented with off the just off the rip.
1: They do not. They do not. And the biggest thing that's been lately, of course, is uh, gluten-free, vegan, you know, on top of vegetarian. But usually what people do choose is mostly from our menu. We do have a really big selection. And what we do at Coin Catering is we have them come in and taste test frequently. They can come when we have an event and go to our tasting room and have what our couple's having that night just to get them involved, just get them started in the process. And if they want something special, we can prepare that and bring them back again to do that.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to start figuring out what direction you would like to go. And is that normally included with the venue fee or with the catering fee?
1: For us at Coin Catering, we don't charge extra for it. And my thought on that is if they don't like the food, there's no sense going any further because they're not going to work with me and I'm not going to want to work with them. So that's the first thing I always suggest doing. Usually they come and check out the venue, make sure we're in their budget, make sure they love the hall. And then let's get in and start tasting because that's the most important thing.
0: Key to anything with weddings, and we say this in every episode, no matter what topic we're talking about, is the budget. So, what's a good, healthy budget to start considering? I mean, it's going to vary based off of how much food you want to do, how many people you're serving, et cetera. But what's kind of like a rough number to start working with, or you should be considering?
1: It absolutely depends on your venue. There are some venues these days that have a separate price. Things are much different now than when we started out. A separate price for the venue. And then you have to bring everything your catering, your linen, your bartenders your pop, your wash, all of your decor. So that's one budget. And then there's other venues like St. Demetrius that are all inclusive and that's obviously going to be a different budget. And I'd say anywhere from $55 a person on up. It depends. Are you going to do your own beer, wine, and liquor? Are you getting it from the venue? That's always going to cost a little bit more to get their liquor. The sky is the limit sometimes with your budget. And it just depends on what you want and what your vibe is. And some people would rather have a certain venue and they don't really care what kind of food they have served because they've got their eye on the venue. And that's great if that's what you want to do. You can always find someone to work with you on that too. And some people, it's the whole package. So I think, not to not answer the question, but I really think it just depends on what your budget is and what your vision is.
0: So then walking into it, what should you be considering first? Should it be your guest count? Should it be what you are already kind of thinking that you want amount of food-wise? Like, if you want to make sure you have, like, a surf and turf or you have a chicken and a vegetarian, like, what should you already be kind of – your dog is so cute, by the way (laughs) – What's more of like going into it? You really need to be factoring first.
1: I think you really do need to factor out your budget first, whether it is $50 a person, $25 a person, or $150 a person, because you can't go any further with picking out your venue, picking out your liquor, picking out your food and your decor. Decor is a huge part of the package until you handle that part of it. So before you pick out anything, what is your budget?
0: And now, is that considered part of your like site fee with the venue, or is that something separate?
1: It depends on the venue. With St. Demetrius, it's a, my catering price includes the price of the venue. But with other venues, you pay a separate fee for the hall for the venue, and then you pay a separate fee for the caterer. And with some venues, there's a preferred list of caterers you can work off of that the venue is comfortable working with. With some venues, you can bring in anybody you want. So it it just depends on which venue you're working with. That's why you have to really know what your vision is when you go into looking at halls.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's why it's important to do venue first before you can even consider anything else.
1: Yeah, that's where the uh, online stuff comes in real handy because you can just go right online and start looking and seeing what your venues look like, what kind of a feel you're going for, and then check out the budget from there because there's going to be a basic cost right from the get-go that you know,
0: you see a lot online when looking at different venues and in, in, in catering, especially. There's event services offered and catering services. What's the difference between the two?
1: Event services a lot of time is coordination, planning. It could be decor. It could be um, day of services. It could be your ceremony. Catering services pretty much is going to be your food that
0: day. Is beverage usually included most of the time, or is that sometimes separate?
1: It is sometimes separate. It is sometimes separate. Again, it depends on your venue. Some of them have a liquor license, so you have to use their beer, wine, and liquor. Some of them you have to bring in just your beer, wine, and liquor, and they might have the pop and the wash there, and you can use theirs, and you have to use their bartenders. Or some of them you just bring in everything, from glassware to lemons and limes.
0: It really adds up, too.
1: So for the bar package, it's going to depend on on your budget for the bar, because some venues offer everything. They offer beer, wine, liquor. They offer the bartenders. They offer your glassware. But some don't offer anything. And you may have to bring everything in for the bar that you want, including things as basic as lemons and limes. But those are things you have to think about.
0: And how many bartenders and hourly rates. Mm -hmm. and Is that also then why security is also An additional fee with a lot of venues?
1: Absolutely. And at my party center and a wedding that I'm working, I wouldn't pour one drop of alcohol if I don't have security there. And it's not because I think that anything terrible is going to happen. It's just security for your peace of mind. Because when you add 100 people, 200 people, 300 people with liquor, anything (laughs) can happen. So it's just a smart thing to do
0: suddenly find out who has bad blood that you didn't know. (laughs) yes.
1: Yes, exactly. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right
0: fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly So now when selecting your food, which is an overwhelming process, if you don't already know what you want going into it, what are some of the important things to consider when, you, when you're when you starting to choose?
1: So the important things to consider are, of course, what do you like? What does your fiance like? What does your family like? And then you have to figure what to 200 guests like, what to 150 guests like. So it's always great to have a selection, not just have one thing on the menu, obviously, Two, even two things on the menu, that's why we always promote three things on the menu so that everybody's going to get something that they like.
0: And it doesn't have to be boring either. I mean, some people might think like, oh, just chicken or just steak or just, you know, but there's, it's not boring.
1: Mm-mm. You could do food stations. You can do appetizers. You could do traditional buffets. You could do sit-downs. There's so many ways that you can, you can do it. But it is, you know, something to think about if you're trying to feed 150, 200 people and you don't know what everybody likes.
0: Right. And you, and you really need to maybe take them in consideration, but don't make it the number one focus either because you're not exactly. going to please everybody. Exactly.
1: And I always tell my couples that this is the most expensive meal you're ever going to have. So make sure you eat dinner that day. That's what I always tell them.
0: Yes. I'm glad I got to enjoy dinner at mine, but I never got to have one single bite of our delicious charcuterie board at Uh, the cocktail hour because I wanted to make my rounds at at cocktail hour. So I wasn't doing it during dinner.
1: Yeah. A really simple thing that we do at Coin Catering a lot of times is we'll grab some appetizers and put them up on the head table for the couples because you don't. You don't eat them during the cocktail hour. (laughs) Not at all.
0: Which is sad, but I mean, at least you get to have time with your guests.
1: Exactly. Or maybe you don't want to come in right away. You don't want to be there right when they're there and you want to do a grand entrance. So can't be in two places at once.
0: No. And now with being in COVID times, is the buffet still a thing? Like, is that still being offered? What are different protocols happening right now?
1: So I am on the Ohio Council Board of Safety Committee. I I'm on one of those boards. The only thing we were allowed to do is served buffet, staff served buffet. No sit-downs, no family styles. They didn't want anybody passing anything around at the table. It's been pretty tough. We already said a staff served buffet anyway, so that's not a problem. But you have to be careful when you bring them up. You're bringing them up one table at a time, and there's space in between the guests. And that, obviously, of course, all your staff has to be Masked and wearing gloves and we of course take their temperatures at the start of every shift and you know what those are actually good things to be doing anyway that's something that i'm always going to keep doing is taking my staff's temperature we should have we should have thought of that years ago for actually and then on the tables you can't have regular salt and peppers you have to have disposable salt and pepper you have to have disposable dressing you can't have like buns that you're passing around at the table things you don't even think of water crafts can't be on the table individual glassware but we all figured it out, you know, all the caterers, we all figured it out and kept on going all through this whole process.
0: As a germaphobe, <laughs> pre-COVID, a lot of these different changes I appreciate and do hope that they continue in the Absolutely. future. Absolutely. And you just mentioned that, you know, there are some things that you hadn't considered before that you will use in the future. What else do you think that happened because of COVID? Not just for yourself, but you think overall in weddings, in receptions in specific, do you think will continue to be a thing?
1: I think that um, people will think twice about coming to reception if they're not feeling 100%, where back in the day, people came to weddings whether they were sick or not, obviously. I like the hand sanitation stations everywhere. We have those everywhere before you touch anything, before you walk in or leave an entrance. I think that's great. I like that um, people are cleaning their bathrooms four and five times during an event. I think that's a great thing to keep going. So there have been some good things that have come out of it, shockingly. So
0: (laughs) So we mentioned the different types of venues, the ones that have the full service already available, St. Demetrius, like the hotels, and then there's the DIY spaces. What are some key details to consider when you're choosing between the two different venues because of catering and, and your bar and everything?
1: Well, again, a lot of it depends on how much time you as a couple have leading up to the wedding. If you know that you have to work up until the day before the wedding where you're out of town, it's a little bit tougher to gather up all your stuff, to get it all to the venue, to get it set up. Also, you have to determine, is that something you like to do? Some people love doing that and some don't. So I just want to show up and have everything completed and not worry about it. Another thing to worry about is, is the venue going to let you in ahead of time to set up? And that's a hard call. If they've got a wedding the day before, obviously they can't. And you don't want to spend more money to mark off that day. So you have to consider what are the policies of the venue that you want to set up in. And do you have somebody the day of to coordinate for you if obviously you're getting ready for your wedding that day?
0: Right. That's a great call. Because you don't personally, as you know, the bride or groom want to be decorating the morning of absolutely and-
1: not. You don't want anybody from your family, anybody from your bridal party to be there doing that. So you have to designate someone to do that.
0: And it's not just setup, it's teardown too.
1: Yes, for sure. And again, that's a good question to ask your venue or your caterer who does the teardown because that's huge. At the end of the night, you don't want to be going around gathering up your centerpieces, throwing things in the garbage. So one thing at Coin Cater we always do is we take care of the teardown no matter where it is or what it is.
0: Now I know with the DIY spaces you have to purchase separately all the rentals, tables, chairs, all of that. When it comes to, I guess, pre done spaces, for lack of a better term right now, um, do you have to pay extra for different things like chairs and linens and such?
1: Again, it depends on which caterer you're working with and which venue. There are some where you go in and you've got the space for a certain amount of money and a certain amount of time and the bar from them, but you have to rent your tables and chairs from them. And there's other places you go where everything's included. And there's other places you go where tables and chairs are included, but your caterer brings the linens or you're working with the linen person to do that. I know this isn't an easy, straight answer, but it really just depends on your venue and your caterer that you're working with.
0: Yeah. And so you just have to factor in with your budget. How many extra fees do you want to accrue? Exactly. Like I know one space we had looked at, it's actually the first space we looked at. It's a DIY space. They have tables and chairs, but the nicer chairs were like Cost more money. four or five, dollars <laughs> extra each. And that adds up when you have 100 people just to change your chairs to be the nicer (laughs) one.
1: There's a lot of upgrades that you don't expect to have to pay. You see it set up a certain way and you don't realize, oh, that's an upgraded fee for everything. So good questions to ask going into it.
0: With food, what are some of the trends that you're seeing? Besides, You mentioned gluten before and vegetarian. Are there any other food trends you're really seeing for 2021, 2022?
1: I think that Normally, we see more food trends than we're seeing right now. But I think the big thing to couples right now, obviously, is having great food, having hot food, all those good things. But right now, people just want to have their weddings. So I think that's what they're focused on more than anything at this point in time. Usually, there's always like some different kind of food trends happening. But this year, right now, we're just trying to get the dance floors opened, I think. so.
0: So just like classic comfort food?
1: I think so. I think that would be a really good way to describe it. Yes.
0: When it comes to like bakery and pastries, is that also included? Or is that something that you work on separately with another company, like your local bakery or such to bring in?
1: With us at Coin Catering, we do offer a nice little variety of pastry with the coffee. And we get that from Breads and Beyond, actually, because that's not something I want to (laughs) do in lieu of everything else. Big trends, though, that have been for the last couple of years is... um, Wedding cakes, you know, always popular, but sometimes people will do a smaller wedding cake and then do donuts, ice cream bars. They'll do their own kind of pastry. Anybody from Youngstown, the PA area, always do a cookie table. So that's always something that, you know, you can add into. And we have great bakeries in Cleveland area, that's for sure, where you can get special items from.
0: Do you have any other advice for couples planning their wedding?
1: For this year,
0: 2021? <laughs> For 2021, 2022, because a lot are going in 2022 now as well.
1: I think my biggest thing of advice would be to try to stay as calm as you can. I know how stressful this is with everything that you guys are going through. And when you do have your wedding, just enjoy every minute of it. Again, that's the one takeaway of my 2020 couples is that they enjoyed every minute of their wedding. Like they were so happy to finally have their wedding or not have to move it or have it after having it three times rescheduled. There was a lot of joy in our weddings this year. And that was the one really nice thing to see come out of COVID is that people appreciated the smaller things. Again, didn't have to be a huge crowd. It didn't have to be an extravagant event. It just had to be, I'm here with the person that I love making this commitment in front of my closest family and friends. And I appreciate this being able to do it.
0: That's beautiful. And such a silver lining after everything that, We've all been
1: through. It really was. It really was a silver lining to see. And, you know, for a few brief hours at these receptions, we were able to forget about, you know, what was going on in the world, not to take away from what was going on in the world, but just for a few hours, focus on something else and focus on something, you know, positive and heartwarming. So I think everyone in the industry, I think I'm speaking for all of us, is we appreciated so much our weddings this year more than ever.
0: And with that, my last question for you is with your over 30 years of experience in the business, what is your favorite moment, all weddings combined, your favorite moment, whether ceremony or reception that you look forward to in every single wedding you're a part of?
1: I always like, there's a couple of things. I love the cake cutting. That's a favorite part of mine. But I think my favorite part is their first dance. Their first dance as husband and wife still is. Whatever song they pick You know, obviously that gives you such an insight into who they are and what they've been through. Watching them have that moment together is sometimes the only moment they have together the whole evening is always so special. And it's still one of my favorite things of the wedding. I always stop what I'm doing and pay attention to that. I really do.
0: How can we get more information on you and Coin Catering? Our website is
1: coincatering.com. For all the 2021 couples, just hang in there. Be patient. I think that things are going to look a lot better as this year progresses.
0: Trisha, thank you so much for being with us today and giving your great insight into catering. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Weddings Unveiled. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you check us out on Facebook. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to executive producers, David Moss and Gerardo Orlando. Production director Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. Don't forget to enjoy the journey.